We are at the sixth word, and it's found in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. And it says this, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I would just ask right now that you'd forgive me and cleanse me of any sin. You'd fill me with your spirit. You'd speak through me to your people. For Lord, we do not want to be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of it. Don't just stir us, but change us. For Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. First point I want to make is this, that Jesus gave up his life. No one took it from him. Why do I say that? Because Jesus said, I commit my spirit. And then the verse continues and says this, when he had said this, he breathed his last. What that verse is telling us is that Jesus chose the moment in which he was to die. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 17. I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. Jesus chose to die. No one killed him. Oh, yes, he died on the cross, but it wasn't because of the cross. It wasn't the nails or the cross that took his life. Not at all. He died not as a victim of what people were doing to him. No, his death was an exercise of his will. He was in control. It was his choice, not the choice of his executioners. Jesus could have sustained his life indefinitely on the cross. Remember, Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead. He could have sustained himself on that cross indefinitely, but he didn't. Why? Because he was on a mission. He was on a mission. Remember what the people said to him while he was hanging on the cross. They said this, you have saved others, save yourself. He could have saved himself. But he didn't. He could have called down a legion of angels and taken everyone's life that was trying to take his. But he didn't because he was on a mission. The Father had given him assignment, and the mission was to die on the cross for the sins of the world, which includes your sin and mine. His Father had given him this assignment until that assignment was completed. He couldn't come down from the cross. But as soon as his work was done, he said this, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he died. You see, Jesus gave up his life. No one took it from him. The second point is this. You can trust Jesus. You can trust him. For he will keep what you've committed to him. He will keep what you've committed to him. In our verse it says, Father, into your hands I commit. The word commit literally means this. It means to deposit or put aside to deposit or put aside. Every time it's used, it's used to describe something that is deposited that has value. We do this every week or every two weeks or every month. We deposit our check into a bank that we trust. And as we deposit it into that bank, we believe that that bank will keep what we've committed until we need it. That's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. He's committing his life into, this, into his Father's hands, believing what the, that the Father will keep what he's committed to him until that day. What day? The day Easter, that he be resurrected from the dead. We're going to celebrate that in two days. Now, we don't all get to choose. As a matter of fact, none of us get to choose when we die. Jesus did, but we don't. But we're all going to face death. And here's the good news. Those of us who put our faith in Jesus Christ, those of us who trust that Jesus died on the cross for our sin and was raised again from the dead, he guarantees through his resurrection that those of us who die will live again with him. 
That's the promise. There's not much that's guaranteed today, but that's a guarantee. So we can trust him that what we keep, what we commit to him, he will keep until that day. What day? When every believer who's called upon his name shall be resurrected with him. You know, I've told you the story before, but it's appropriate that I tell it again. My mother went into the hospital, and I heard about it, and I jumped on a plane and flew to Newport News, Virginia. As soon as I landed, I went to the hospital. I went into the room where my mother was laying there in the bed with all these wires connected to her, and I went alongside of her bedside, and I began to talk to her. And we had some conversation, and then finally I said, Mom, how do you want me to pray for you? And she looked me in the eyes and she said, Ed, don't you dare pray that Jesus heals me. I have run my race. I have fought the fight. And I'm ready to go home. I want to go home to be with Jesus. So I told my mother, I said, okay, I will pray that way. I spent a couple days with my, my, my mom and then I flew back to Pittsburgh. And then I met up with Pastor John on a, on a morning for breakfast. And I said to him, I said, Pastor John, would you agree with me? Would you pray with me that my mother would stop suffering, that she would go into the presence of God? He agreed. We prayed. A couple days later, my mother went in to the presence of Jesus. She went home. Well, my family ended up asking me if I would do the funeral. And I said, sure. And I was getting ready to do her memorial service, and I was writing out her story, her testimony. And I got to the last word in the last sentence of her story, and I was going to put a period there. When you put a period at the end of a sentence, that means that sentence is done. It's finished. It's ended. And I thought, I can't do that because my mother's life has not ended. She's a believer. She lives. So I thought, you know, I'll put a question mark there. I thought, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. I'm not questioning where she is. I know where she is. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Then I thought, I'll put an explanation point. That means I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. The Bible makes it very clear that all of us are born. There's a day that we're born and a day that we're going to die. So I wasn't surprised that my mother was going to die. For we're all going to face death. So what did I do? I ended up putting a comma. You know why? Because a comma means that there's more to come. My, my mother's life wasn't over. She's in heaven. And matter of fact, her story is being written and will continue to be written through all eternity. What she's done, she went from the land of the dying into the land of the living. She lives. Listen, my mom is in heaven today. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. And every believer who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, that's our hope. That's a guarantee. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin and walked out of that grave. And because of that, we can have that assurance My mom's completed. She's absolutely whole. She has a new body, and she's perfect. And so shall we be. Listen, as you continue to celebrate what Jesus Christ has done for us this Easter, as we think about Good Friday, we remember Jesus. No one took his life. He gave it. And for those of us who trust him, he can keep what we've committed to him until that day that we will see Jesus face to face. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're not sure, you can, by simply calling upon his name. And the Bible says you shall be saved. You shall be forgiven, 
and given the gift of eternal life so that you can be certain that heaven will be your home. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, into your hands we commit our spirits. We give them up to you. You alone give the breath of life, and you alone breathe on us by your Holy Spirit and make us new. The life which you gave us at birth and the life you gave us at new birth comes from you. In trust and surrender, we yield our whole selves to you. Use us as and when and where you will. We are no longer our own. In glad surrender, we are yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And amen.